On the Riabu podcast today, we are continuing what we talked about yesterday, and that is the five things that you must do in order to survive and thrive during the COVID uh, crisis. Now, in the second episode, we're going to be focusing on customer confidence. And Simon Littlewood is here to tell you all about it. Simon, to some extent, obviously, we want our customers to have confidence uh, in our products and services. But if you are a supplier to a customer, how should your relationship change now uh, as a result of the COVID issue? Well, uh, if you're prepared to make some fundamental changes, now is a very good time because a lot of companies, terrified that they're not going to be paid under enormous cash flow pressure, are likely to start getting more aggressive with customers than they were in the past. And this is absolutely the wrong way to go. So the way to change this relationship is to get closer to the top 20% of your customers. Why? Because they will deliver 80% of future economic value to change the way that you serve them so that instead of only having touch points with them when you need something, in other words, I phoned you to ask about the next order. I phoned you to ask why you haven't paid our invoice. You flip that conversation and your conversations with them are primarily about, did you get what you want? How can we improve it? How did we do? And you have that conversation much earlier on in the relationship and you end each conversation with a commitment to do something specific and you build confidence. Given the situation that many companies find themselves in at the moment due to the virus, you should add an extra element of concern. So you should ask specifically how they're doing and try and understand what their challenges are. Because if you're able to offer practical support and solutions, and there are a range of things that you can do, you'll be surprised to help customers. This will establish a lasting relationship because they will be very grateful. Yeah? The how do you thing- do that in this current time, Simon? When you have the social distancing, safe distancing requirements, you can't just drop by for a coffee anymore. Uh, but scheduling a call to have that conversation that you just talked about also seems a little bit over the top, doesn't it? Well, they're feeling a bit lonely too. Uh, I would have in the past advocated a call. Now I would suggest giving serious thought to using something like Zoom, particularly if their other suppliers aren't doing it, yeah? Um, Look them in the eye, ask them how they're doing, get them to talk about what their challenges are, and then as a friend and supporter, work very hard to give them specific solutions to those challenges, whatever they may be. And you'll be surprised how many things you can come up with with your sales team and the rest of your team. So um, so this is in regard to those top accounts who represent your future growth, because you're gonna to wanna to still be friends with them at the end of the virus. You're not gonna want them to have gone to another supplier. Because when we talk about how to deal with suppliers, we'll talk about how we can take uh, relationships away from from others, yeah, uh, and change supplier based on how they treat us. Yeah, that's the corollary of this. I think the other thing that we need to say is that there are going to be some customers, sadly, who are not going to make it through this situation. That is to say, they're going to be insolvent, they're going to be out of business. In Singapore, there's a record number of companies going insolvent as we speak. It was already high last year, now it's even higher uh, since the lockdown began. So How do you identify high-risk accounts in order to stop or recalibrate supply? Well, you use the intelligence intelligence from your own sales network, but you also use intimacy, which you achieve by calling them. So who do you call early? You call the top 20% and you call other customers who are showing through delayed payment and other issues, they're showing that they may be in trouble. 
The idea is on the one hand to embrace and on the other hand to limit the damage. And when a customer on the downside showing signs of stress, either you recalibrate, that is to say, you make sure that you are receiving more money than you're granting credit so that the balance is actually decreasing. If that doesn't work out, then you might want to stop supply because it's not clear that you have anything to to lose. Um, The the final thing I have to say about, about customers is depending on their situation and your situation, what's more important to you now? Is it cash flow or is it margin? If you have a comfortable margin, and there'll be many industries that do, you might want to think about trading one for the other. But be careful. Don't give away margin in order to continue being paid late. If you're going to give away margin, think about implementing proactive service so you get closer to those key customers so that you create intimacy and you ensure that whatever commitment they make to you is actually discharged. Yeah. So that's how you get closer to to customers. We um, we um, also advocate something called the virtuous revenue cycle, which sets out all the steps that you need to implement internally to put your customer relationships on a new footing. And we'll be including that with the podcast. Simon, just in relation to uh, the conversations you have with your customers, let's say the customer in this nice, friendly conversation that you're planning to have with them um, lets on or you get the sense that they're running out of cash. What if they ask you for a discount on previously provided invoices? Should you say yes? Well, I think that it depends. First of all, a couple of things. Initial conversations with customers based on this early contact thing are likely to be nervous because they're going to fear the worst. If a customer is under stress and he's having trouble paying his invoices, he sees this downturn really affecting his viability, he's going to be nervous. So it may take a few interactions for you to build the confidence where the customer knows that you're not phoning him up to give him a hard time. You're phoning him up to show that you care and you're looking forward to a future relationship. And I think it's very important that you build that into your discussion. With key customers, indeed, you might want to actually write to them uh, and say, look, you know, we're, we're, all, we're all struggling. We really value our relationship. Here are some things that we want to do to ensure that we serve you better and help you through this difficult time. And list the things that you're doing, including more frequent contact, more rapid resolution of issues, and collaboration if there are things that they want to be helped with. So to come back to your specific question, I would generally not agree with discounting previously provided services, although we've seen in the news that this is going on around the world at the moment quite a lot where big companies are using their clout to pressure small companies. If There are two things here. If you think that your customer is in real trouble and is going to go bust, then there isn't really any virtue in discounting an invoice that they can't afford to pay. Um, If you do do it, you need to do it on the basis of very rapid payment. In other words, okay, because it's better than not being paid at all. Yep, so call their bluff. Okay, we'll accept a small discount on this invoice, but we'll need to have it paid by the end of the week because cash, exceptionally, now might be more important to you than margin. Yeah, that's a decision that you need to make commercially. Yeah. Furthermore, experience shows that the longer, the more overdue an invoice is, the less the probability that it, would, that it will ultimately be paid in full. So you might be better off taking a bit of a hit. Yeah. Simon, just finally then, are there any other uh, things to consider as you move uh, from a customer supplier relationship to what sounds much more like a partnership relationship? Yes. uh, Well, there are. There are a bunch of things you can do. You can help your customers get funding. Uh, You know, there are a number of ways to help them improve their 
suitability for, for lenders. Um, there's also, I just, in terms of the cash flow thing, there are two elements to how you manage your receivables relationship with the customer, which after all is a critical part of this. One is the terms that you grant, and secondly, it's how quickly you get paid based on those terms. If you take the virtuous cycle that we're going to send out with this podcast and you follow the steps, you'll find that you're able both to reduce the terms and reduce the delays in payment to terms. So both of those things are very important. And, 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 and the surprising thing about this is that if you go through these steps in the right way, i.e. you lead with service and concern and partnership, the cash flow issues will take care of themselves and the relationship will prosper to grow again in the future. Yeah. Mark. Simon, thank you. And in the next episode, we're going to be focusing on more things that you can and must do in order to survive and uh, prosper during these difficult COVID times. We'll be talking about how to look after your suppliers because after all, you want to stay in business to service your customers it's bound to be the case that you're a customer to somebody else. So how do you deal with your suppliers at this difficult time? Thank you, Simon. See you in the next podcast. Thank you, Mark.